It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys are spending a ton of time scouting tight ends during this draft process. Which one could they take in the third or fourth round? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out at McCoolBCB. Landon, let's first start with this. How big of a need is the tight end position for the Cowboys going into the 2022 draft? I mean, I think it's I think it's a pretty decent need. I mean, uh, you know, you obviously Jarwin is is a, is a situation where it's over, or or you he's have gone. to at yep. least he's you gone. have to at least act like it's over until you hear otherwise. You well, certainly they, can't. Relax. They've waived waived uh, injured him, so he's they've waived not on the injured, roster. so he's not even on the roster at this point. So, uh, you know, even if you had hoped something had happened there, they're clearly moving on. Uh, obviously, they have Schultz under the franchise tag. Have yet to sign a long-term deal there, but even if they decide to the, to go the route of signing a long-term deal there, I still think that you need to draft and develop another tight end. I mean, this offense relies on tight ends uh, for d- different aspects of it, and I think you know if you're talking about an offensive scheme that is based on sort of uh, attempting to formation folks to death, right? Like it's a lot, show them a lot of different looks. You need tight ends, and you need versatile ones, and I think right now. They have a tight end room that they're, you know, happy with. They're okay with, uh, but you could certainly inject some talent. You certainly, you know, the other thing about tight end that I would just point out here, I think that hangs over all of this and all of our conversation is that, to me, and just my opinion, tight end is by far the most difficult position to learn in the NFL. It is, yeah. it is, it is the hardest jump from college to uh, the NFL, uh, and I think that's the reason that you see specific schools like Stanford and some of these other ones consistently put out uh, 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 prospects because they have a, a program that, you know, is close to a pro level program. They train these guys to, to train them up a lot. So I guess this is all a really big way of saying that usually what happens when you get a tight end coming in as a rookie, it's a rebuild project, no matter who it is, okay. you know, outside, outside of the top, top, top end guys who you could probably use right away for, mismatch skills before they're, they're ready to like truly take on the a, a full tight end role you know it's usually at least a season-long process before they're really comfortable with everything they have to do my next question for you is how how sure are you that dalton schultz is on this team long term because we have heard nothing about a long-term contract extension and even stephen jones today uh he was asked about how that's going and very non-committal he said we're going to look at the draft I, I almost wonder if Schultz 
tagging Schultz as a one-year kind of bridge. So they didn't lose Amari Cooper and Dalton Schultz and Cedric Wilson in all one offseason. It basically gives them time to kind of find his replacement. I mean, I, I don't think that that's, that's an outrageous suggestion. I, I mean, I think that he, he clearly the idea that you didn't want to move, lose Cooper and Schultz, I think that's absolutely true. Whether whether that means that they just wanted Schultz, you know, as a bridge until they had the it next buys thing in some line. Time, right. Like, yeah. it, it, now, if Schultz has an unbelievable year, they probably would franchise him again. Or they could sign him to a long-term deal. But I don't think saying for sure that he's going to be on this team next year is a lock. By any means. No, no, absolutely. I, I, I would go the other way too in saying that I don't know that this, that because he hasn't signed yet, that, that he won't get signed. But I agree that I, I, I don't think it's a lock that he's going to be on the team beyond 2022 because we haven't signed a contract yet. The, they're clearly, I mean, from what we are hearing, targeting tight ends, which seems to indicate that they're churning the room a little bit. So yep. uh, I don't think that's that's outside the realm of possibility. All right, so today we're going to take a look at three tight ends that we know the Cowboys have interest in. I believe all three are confirmed 30 visits for the Cowboys. Uh, they've gone and seen all these guys work out at their pro days. Uh, they saw a couple of these guys at the Senior Bowl. So these are three very legitimate Cowboy draft picks, two of which I'll be excited about. One, not so much. <laughs> but uh, let's start with the guy that we've actually talked about quite a bit on the show. And we don't need to spend a ton of time on him, but Jelani Woods from Virginia. Uh, went to the Shrine Shrine Bowl, was fantastic there. Went to the Combine, was incredible there. Uh, went to the Pro Day, tested as the best athlete ever at the tight end position. Uh, again, we spent a lot of time on him. But just kind of quickly, what did you see in Jelani Woods? Well, I think it tells you everything you didn't know that he's a tight end. He wears number zero. Like that, it takes a special kind of uh, a gumption and 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 you know yeah. uh, pizzazz to play with number zero as a tight end. That's that that's confidence in yourself. Uh, He's big, man. He's so he's big. Massive. He's, he's 6'7, 1'8, of 253 pounds. He's got 34 and a half inch arms and an 82 inch wingspan. Uh, he ran a 4'6'1 at that size with a 1'6'2 10 yard split. Um, you know, and my notes high cut, tall with huge wingspan, arms, long legs, but kind of smallish hands. I mean, small mm -hmm. relative to the rest of him, right? Uh, he's thin everywhere except for his thighs. Like, he's just very for being a, a tall guy and kind of framed large, he's not filled out really, except no. for, you know, his, his, his thighs. Uh, this is very much a toolsy prospect. And so the tools are very impressive. That, that's very clear to see. Uh, but, you know, the, the background here is he was three years as kind of a non notable wide receiver at Oklahoma state before transferring to UVA and then transferring to tight end as well. Uh, he's definitely got the kind of seam buster skills. Uh, he can really move well vertically and uh, uh, curvilinearly. I can never say That's the word. word. But, I like but, that but one. The way they kind of <laughs> slaloms, you know, like yeah, that yeah. sort of yeah. movement. He's, you know, he's not necessarily a uh, a change of direction guy, right? He's not going to get into. I don't think breaks. he's a yards after catch type of guy, right? I think he's catch, fall down, and maybe run somebody over, but he's not going to elude tackles in the open. No, I think he's a guy who can get to a spot quickly and present a big target, right? Yeah. And and like whether that's up the seam, whether that's in the middle, that's fine. And then I think once he gets it, if he gets the ball in his hands and he's moving, I think he can really run. And like I said, he can kind of slalom in and out of of breaks while without losing speed, but he's not going to stop on a dime and change direction he's not going to 
you know, make a, a safety fall down with no. his, you know, his in and out breaks, that sort of thing. Uh, he's not developed at all as a blocker, but no. he's incredibly willing and he's a very physical player. So it's, it's, there's a lot to like there. So this is not going to be an issue where you're trying to get physicality out of a big man. This is a big man who is physical, uh, who just doesn't know what, what he's doing really. Um, like I mentioned, not agile. And I think that a lot of that has to do with, he has very long legs. Like we mentioned, I think he's going to struggle to block targets in space. And he's not, like I said, explosive inside and outside. I think part of the issue is that he needs to become more flexible in his lower body, yeah. uh, his ankles, yeah. his hips, his knees. Like I think that that would help kind of pay with play with a little bit lower pad level. Uh, where does he win? I mean, just flying up the field, being a huge, fast target uh, as a wide receiver, developmental tight end who could be, I think, eventually his his uh, high end ceiling could be a, a complete tight end. You know, just because he has the kind of physicality that's involved, if he can learn how to block and get some more flexibility, he could be really helpful. Unanswered questions. You know, what's 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 the plan with this guy? Because he yeah. does need some development. I think you can use him while he is developing. But you, I think early on you're going to need a very specific plan for him because he's not exactly a tight end too because you don't really trust him as a blocker right. necessarily. You, you really would like to kind of get him specific targets and, and work him as a specific target in the pass game. I agree. I, his receiving ability reminds me a lot of like – early career Martellus Bennett with the Cowboys, right? Which somebody yeah. that's yeah, that okay. big and pretty straight line. And if you have a, a little safety that tries to take him on, like if the shoulder pads, he's going to run him over, right? Yeah. Now, the difference is, and this is the reason why Bennett was a second-round pick and Woods isn't going to probably be a second-round yeah. pick, is the blocking, right? He, yeah. Bennett, I mean, I kind of thought Bennett, like, it legitimately could have put on 30 pounds and been a left tackle. Bennett buried people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, if anything, Bennett's not, issue was a receiving issue coming right, into college. Right. Not, I mean, NFL not blocking at all. Not blocking. Um, yeah. But I, that's the type of receiver I see. I, I He's see, still yeah. a really interesting prospect because he just don't get guys that are that big and that fast all that often. So where would you feel comfortable drafting Woods for the Cowboys? Well, I was just going to add in, you know, uh, the one thing, like kind of going back to my overall thesis about tight ends is – you got to build 95% of these guys from the ground up. If you're doing that, why wouldn't you take somebody like Jelani Woods? Right. Right. Because he has the, the, again, the accoutrement of a very good tight end that all the pieces are there. You just need to assemble it and give him some time to develop. So, I mean, I think he's not experienced. So that kind of, you know, and like I said, the usage early on could be a problem. Uh, or you just have to be very specific. It's not necessarily a problem, but I would say third round. That's kind of round? like where Dallas picks in the third round, which is in the eighties, right? That's yeah. where I start feeling, okay, this is worth a shot here. I just don't know. This is the type of tight end the Cowboys are looking for. Just kind of looking back at some of their other guys that they've drafted or signed. I think they're looking for the guys that are a little bit more, I don't know quick in and out of their breaks, right? That can do some of the play action and some of the bootleg stuff, you know, like that can kind of fly to the flats and then get upfield quickly. It's not that I don't think Woods can do that, but I don't know if he has like the hips that a Dalton Schultz has or even a Sean McEwen. I, I, I almost wonder if they're looking for more of that style of tight end rather than a big seam stretcher. 
Yeah, like I, I do think that a lot of his athleticism seems to be linear. You know, it's it's yeah. it's. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that, and, and and so obviously getting up the field quickly, and and, and that's going to be his 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 deal, like coming out of his breaks. But if he's standing on the sideline and you throw him the ball, and he's got to turn and then get up field, that's where uh, I worry about him a little. That, bit. You know, when you watch Dalton Schultz do that, like it's shocking how quickly. He's able to get the ball and then get up field well, quickly. Like I, I noticed I don't it think the most this guy at all, right? I noticed that more for Schultz on the bootleg stuff, right? He catches a, a pass going to the flat and all of a sudden up the field and a, a three yard pass turned into nine yards. Yep. I don't know if that's Woods' game. I think you can yeah, use exactly. him differently. And maybe that's why the Cowboys are interested. If you have exactly, somebody yeah. like Dalton Schultz, very maybe likely, you don't need right? another guy like that. Yeah, that could be it as well. I mean, it could be that this guy is being viewed as uh, as a compliment. Uh, because you do kind of have a, 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 a you know a tight end room that has several similar ish pieces and then a blocking tight end, right? right? So maybe this guy is kind of just an alternate to that. And and, and the idea is you want to b- build your pass catcher room, wide receivers and tight ends like a basketball team. You want to have I, a different set of sets. Well, no, not like modern NBA basketball, but like old school NBA basketball. Uh, I agree. What's well, still a really interesting prospect? Yeah. My guess is he goes sometime on day two. Maybe to the Cowboys. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. After months of playing, college basketball determined the top teams for the Final Four, and it will determine this year's national championship later this week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. Uh, you name it, they have it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's talk about Iowa State tight end Charlie Kohler, who the Cowboys saw at the Senior Bowl, who they went to their pro day to work out, and I believe he's going to be a 30 visit for them. Charlie Kohler, what do you think? I really like Charlie Kohler. Um, he's a very similar kind of player, I think, if we're talking about you know uh, uh, Jelani Woods and Kohler. I mean, they, I don't know that he has exactly the same kind of athleticism, but uh, another kind of tall, big body tight end. He's got big hands, long, thin arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has like a very interesting stance. Have you, did you notice yeah. that when he was detached? Yeah. Like his feet are split very uh, vertically and he's like fully leaning over his front knee, like in a way that's you see some wide receivers, but not so, so many tight ends line up. Uh, he, to me, he clearly from the games I watched, he was clearly the guy that that I, ISU was looking to get the ball to. You know, he, they 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 really were trying to get him the ball uh, in a lot of different ways. It looked like he had a lot of targets. He's very mm-hmm. fluid mover. Uh, he gets in and out of his breaks very well. Um, uh, for especially for a taller tight end, I think that's the thing that's really separates him from separates him from Jelani Woods. Um, I think he's good after the catch. Uh, I, I think he, his his yeah. change of direction skills combined with his size make him tough to bring down alone. I saw several times where he was running one direction, 
catches you know catches the ball and is able to drop his hips and then turn back the other way and and the defender had an arm on him several different times where the defender had an arm on him but he's you know he breaks those arm mm-hmm. tackles because they can't he's changing directions too quick and he's just too big and strong and they can't hold on uh, and I think he's going to ha- be able to continue that kind of level of success doing that in the NFL. I think he's going to be really good uh, uh, making a living at, in kind of some of these stop routes uh, and some of that sort of thing. Uh, he needs to be more, <laughs> I put more in this, he needs to be more subtle in it, or he needs more subtle in his subtle push off, right? Yes, like, cause yes. it's not very subtle right it's now. A it's just a, push a lot of times, right? Yeah. So he needs to just kind of work on being, you know, getting in, into the body of the defender a little bit more, hiding his hand from the referee and then pushing off and then making separation. Not a physical blocker. Nope. Just really not a physical player at all. Like, I mean, I, I just didn't see that with him the way I did with Jelani Woods. Uh, I think this is a guy that is a, a, a pass receiving tar, t- uh, catch uh, tight ends, right? Uh, he will make his, like I said, he will make his living on these kind of stop routes, routes where, you think he's going one way and he stops suddenly or getting in and out of breaks or option routes. I think he will be eventually really good in, in option route situations. Uh, where does he win? He's a big target pass catcher. I mean, he, like I said, not quite the same size as Woods, but but very similar size. He's going to present a very large target for anybody that's trying to look for somebody in the middle of the field. Uh, unanswered questions I got, are you going to get anything out of him as a blocker? And if not, is his value as a receiver – make it worth the, the the trouble for him because hiding him as a blocker is going to be problematic since he's a tight end. Do you think and it's more of a, a strength issue or a technique issue? Uh, I think it's both. And I think that that means that it's a willingness issue, in my opinion. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's not af- – I don't think he's afraid of it, but he doesn't – when I saw him blocking, I didn't see a guy who was uh, relishing it. You know, like He's a get-in-the-way blocker. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. But I also think that he's, I don't even know that he's enough of a, of a get in the way blocker that it's, that he's like valued or, or I would put him on the field in, in a situation where he's run blocking, you know, unless he was yeah, in the like back side, I, I knew he couldn't ruin it. You know, I don't think if you go a jumbo set, right. Three tight ends on the field and you line them up right next to the tackle that that's his best spot. Like at that point, you're better off just putting another offensive lineman on the field. Right. I mean, yeah. you just are. His value is going to be playing him in the slot or playing him out wide or using him in the red zone. Um, I, I do like a lot of his receiving stuff. He's just so big, yeah. and his wingspan is massive, and he's athletic. Like he's <laughs> – I don't want to say sneaky athletic because that's not really fair because he's a really good athlete. But like I'm, when you I'm, see somebody that big, I don't think you're expecting him to look that athletic. Who does his game remind you of? Uh, I don't want to say Jason Witten. I mean, that's why I've asked you, Marcus. Like, I mean, he's basically a Jason Witten starter kit. Yeah, I, I think he's not nearly as a physical player as Jason Witten, and I don't think he has the physical attitude that Jason Witten has. No. And I don't think he'll ever be a blocker like Jason Witten is. But I think as far as what his receiving game is, he's a guy who gets off the line quickly. He's the guy who can make create quick separation and then use his body to block out defenders in order to secure a quick catch. I think that that has value. I think the question sure. becomes how much value does it have it to you? And does it have enough value to you that you're willing to overlook the fact that he's not going to provide very much for you as a blocker. And he doesn't, I mean, part of what makes tight end valuable is that when they're on the field, 
it doesn't uh, it doesn't belial your plan on that snap, right? It doesn't yeah. uh, it doesn't reveal what you're going to do. You you, you the def- defense is still not sure if it's run or catch, run or pass uh, right up to the point of the snap. I think with this guy in the field, <laughs> you feel a little bit more certain that they're they're likely to be uh, uh, throwing the football to him as opposed to running behind him. I like him though, so I I, I think yeah, his I think, I think I his game reminds me a lot of. Cole Komet a couple of years ago coming out of Notre Dame, kind of that big athletic tight, you know, tight end that just not a blocker right now. And maybe two, three years down the road, he can be adequate. And if he's adequate as a blocker, I think he's going to be a really valuable player because you just don't find guys that are that big and frankly that productive three straight years of over yeah. 550 receiving yards at Iowa state's very impressive. Most tight ends that are coming into the draft don't have seasons like he did last year where you know, he, he had was it, 780 yards or something like that. And, it's, you know, a force in the red zone. I think, man, you let me ask you this. You, you tell me, where do you think he should be drafted? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was drafted similar to where Jelani's uh, drafted. You know, I, I think because his You're skills said third, said, fourth round. Yeah, fourth round probably. Yeah. So you're a little I, bit I, low. I would take him in the third. You would take him in the fourth. I, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it at the end, but uh, it's to me like we should have done these these uh, the order of these guys with Charlie first, Jelani second, and then the next guy last because that way you've got either end of the spectrum on them, and Jelani's the guy that's somewhere kind of close in the middle, um, you know, between receiving and blocking and, and that sort of yeah. thing. So, but but actually not. I mean, we'll we'll get into the other dude, but <laughs> I like uh, I think I just like Colder a little bit more than you. I think his receiving upside will allow me to live with how average of a blocker he is at best. I think that, yeah, I, I, I do. Th- I do think he has value as a receiver. Like, uh, and, and that's, and that certainly is notable. I like him a lot. Like I certainly wouldn't be upset with the Cowboys if they took him, but I, I wonder if, you know, the tight, honestly, the Cowboys are one of the few teams I think that that could really get the most out of this guy. So, so maybe so- I do understand him. Okay, let's just talk about him specifically for the Cowboys. In year one, you're probably not using him as the second blocker, right? That's probably when you're using Jeremy Sprinkle or you're using maybe more Sean McEwen. But if you want somebody that can help you get some more receiving stuff, or let's say Dalton Schultz is injured, Kohler's a better receiving option than either McEwen or Sprinkle. And he's the guy that you could use out of the slot and do different stuff. So I think for Dallas, it makes a ton of sense, especially with, you already having Schultz in the roster. Yeah, and it kind of going back to the thing, you know, we shouldn't you know, we shouldn't uh give Johnny Woods credit for something that we're not giving Kohler credit for. I, I think that Kohler like would provide a a, a change in skill set a little sure. bit. Even though he's he's a receiving tight end, uh I think he's you know, much more of a guy who can operate uh, well in short areas and in the middle because he can separate quickly and he can get open quickly. He's so, so big. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he has value, and I think he provides an alternate uh, skill set than uh, receiving skill set than what you have in some of the other guys on this team. So I do think, I mean, like I said, I like the guy a lot. I just think that the blocking is the stuff is is yeah. a problem, and and it's just something that's probably going to bring him down a little bit. It's a problem for a lot of young tight ends, and it's so it's yeah. not an uncommon yeah. thing. No, Most no, no, tight ends no. come in the NFL not being able to block. If they have the want to and they have the requisite athleticism, 
I think you can teach that, but you have to be patient. It's not going to happen in year one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's talk about our final tight end, uh, Texas A&M, Jalen Weidemeyer. Uh, this is a, a really fascinating tight end because landed six weeks ago, and I actually say the tweet, I'll, I'll send it to you after this show, but... There were Cowboys media people that believed he was an option for them at pick number 24 and that Weidermeyer should be the first tight end off the board and a first-round player. And if you go back and look at mock drafts at this time last year, he was routinely mocked inside of the top 15. And now he might not get drafted. But let me uh, allow you to give the overview of Jalen Weidermeyer. I mean, this is a, another really big dude, like 6'4", 255, you know, and and bigger than actually these other guys in, in the sense that he's, I think, a little bit squattier, a little bit, you know, fuller. This is the guy that you, when you look at him, like, oh, man, this could be a, an excellent tight end, too, who could develop into a uh, a really, really, you know, nice, well-rounded uh, uh, tight end. That's just not his game at all. Like, he's not athletic. So – after watching him, it, it became very clear that his game is that he's a receiving tight end. He is right? a receiving that, I mean, tight end. That he's no. not not like a well like a like a balanced or versatile player. He, he's 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 mostly receiving tight end, and he's not athletic. Like he's, I mean, he's he looks like he moves well on the field. He definitely you know uh, uh, is producing smooth, at a high right? level he's smooth but he's not an athlete right yeah and, and so i think he's deceivingly smooth and i think that that you know gets him some distance you know at different points because i think people misjudge what he's going to be able to do but i i think my big issue with this guy is that i don't really know like how you match what he does well with his physical skill set uh, I, I think the benefit of drafting a guy like this is that you that he would be a two way player, right? That he would be a good run and pass player because he's got the, the fact body that, to do that because he's got the body for it. If he doesn't have the run blocking skills, then it's not helpful to be two hundred and fifty five pounds and slow. Like that's not if you're just a receiving tight end, being bigger and slower is not a a valued upside. It, so to me, his game doesn't match his athletic ability very well. And I think that's not so much of a problem in college because, you know, if, if your skill set is uh, to a certain level, you can perform. And I, again, I understand this all happened to the sec, but I, I think when he gets to the NFL, you know, his, the athleticism becomes even more pronounced becomes a more pronounced problem. He's not going to be able to, move defensive ends or function as a nope. true you know blocking tight end so ultimately what are you doing with this guy early like I, I just like i'm not trying to like design specific plays for uh, uh a guy who runs a four nine five flat 40 to catch the ball and 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 you know what i'm saying like 
So, also, so he, unless he's a blocker who is a good outlet guy who is, you know, getting the fifth uh, deep linebacker, you know, assigned to him, then, then what is the value of having him on the field? He looks like he should be Jeremy Sprinkle, like as a blocker, right? Like that's yeah. what his size is, but he's not. And oh. he's just as bad of an athlete, if not worse, right? The problem here is he's got a lot of things going against him. Number one, as you mentioned, he's just a bad blocker. And I think what's even worse is I don't think he has any desire to block. I just don't None. think it's- and, and, and as bad as Kohler, I thought wasn't physical. I, I think, you know, that I think Kohler could probably be taught and willing. I mean, this guy is even less willing. It oh, seems, he doesn't want than, to. Than, he doesn't want to block at all, which is ridiculous. So, so that's a again, I can live with that if you are a dominant receiver because we've seen guys like Jimmy Graham, who is a, a horrendous blocker, have a great career. He's not Jimmy Graham as an athlete. He's not Jimmy Graham as a receiver. Uh, last year alone, Landon, he had a seventeen percent drop rate on his targets. Seventeen percent. That's what are we eight doing drops. Here with this? I, I guess my my thing is like. Wh- why are we talking about this guy? I mean, again, I came into this process late, so I'm assuming that like there's some junior tape somewhere that looks a lot better than what's going on with the senior tape. Obviously, he came. I know for a fact that he came into the season as like a. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw him in like top 15 on mock drafts, like early on in this pro. I mean, really, really early on, but still, right. I don't get this at all. Like, I honestly, when I watched this guy, I was shocked. I had to check twice to make sure that I was watching the right guy. Because here, I, here's here's what it is. Of his three or four best games in his career, two of them came against Alabama, right? There you go. So when you watch him score a touchdown against Alabama, a long touchdown, and you see him in another game catch eight passes for 80 yards in a game that I, I'm trying to remember if they beat Alabama or they did uh, – yeah, they beat Alabama. Yeah, they beat Alabama this year. Yeah, yeah. You see him do that, and you see him be a, a big recruit. That automatically people just say first round tight end. Well, that's what I was just going to ask. Was he a five star recruit or something? Because yeah. yeah. that's the kind of thing that okay, that makes sense, right? Like he was a, a four star recruit, big... but he was the number one tight end prospect in his class. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, that makes sense that that like that someone has just carried water for this guy throughout his college career. But I don't. I mean, I don't you... see a. We're I don't see point. a draftable he's, player. Like, he's just like not an you know, athlete, right? I yeah. mean, he's not even six four, so he looks like he should be bigger. Than, he he was listed at six six two fifty five. He's he's a uh, hair under six foot four, and he's a one percentile athlete. Sorry, those just aren't NFL players, or at least those aren't guys that you spend draft picks on. And I know the Cowboys have a thirty visit for him, and I gotta believe it's more just to bring him in and be like, "What happened? How are you this great recruit?" Um, is everybody you know, else missing something? Is that, yeah, is that yeah. what it is? Like, yeah, right, totally. If we, if we sign you as a UDFA, what are you going to do here? I, I would be shocked if this is somebody that goes in the first four rounds of the draft. I would be shocked. I would be too. I would be yeah. too. It would be a mistake in my opinion. Like yeah. he's just like, it, again, it's just such a mismatch of what his football on field skills are and the, his body of athleticism, they don't match up in, in the NFL. That's just not going to work, man. Like, I, especially I, in a position where, uh, again, t- the, the value of tight end is that they're a two-way player, t- at least somewhat of a two-way player. 
right? Like give otherwise, you the illusion that they can be a two two way player to the defense. Right? Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, why wouldn't I just put a wide receiver on the field? Yeah. Like you know, saying why wouldn't I just put a big wide receiver on the field? Or how about this? If I'm if I'm dealing with a tight end that can't block, why not put a 6'3", 245 pound tight end who could really really run on the field instead right. of some slow guy who's also big. Like, it's like, there's no value in being six, four, two fifty five as a tight end. If you're only a receiving tight end and you suck at blocking, there's just yeah. no value. So I, I don't get it with this guy at all. To be honest. All right. So of these three tight ends that we watched, uh, which one do you like the best for the Cowboys? Weidemeyer for sure. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I <laughs> wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I, I think, uh, <laughs> I like Kohler a lot. I, I think probably Woods, though. Okay. You know, I, I mean, just because I really do think that you could get something out of this There's guy. Something he's just different there, right? Yeah, he's just raw. Like, he just yeah. looks very raw, and he needs, you know, I think with Kohler, he's been playing the position for a long time. You know what he is. I, I think the floor is a lot higher with Kohler, uh, even though he's not a, a full time blocker. I think, you know, like, you know what you're getting there. I, feel I agree. Like. With Woods, you could be getting what Kohler is, or you could be getting a true two-way tight end eventually down the road who really like with that athleticism, I mean, the upside is all pro, right? Like if you yeah, really learned it, like he could be, he could be one of the best tight ends in the league with that kind of athletic ability. I probably would go Kohler because if you are drafting a tight end in the third or fourth round, I kind of like that having a high floor, but sure. I get it. I get it. Uh, I think we're going to have to do another show on tight ends because we touched There's on more. three. Yeah, yeah, three guys that the Cowboys like. I know of at least three others that they've met with or went to see at their pro day or are going to have at 30 visits. It's pretty clear the Cowboys are going to take a tight end at some point in this draft. Which one? I don't know. That's what we're going to have to try to study and figure this out over the next, uh, what, four weeks? Draft four weeks from today? Oh, my God. Crazy. Right? Coming, coming fast. But. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can get uh, get your podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Locked on Cowboys on uh, YouTube, you can get on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. You're going to be seeing some more content from the Locked on Cowboys account. So make sure you guys follow that. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.